spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Today we talk to the farm winner for today in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. We discuss seeding and the impact of COVID-19 on markets and the farm. We also have the latest information on volatile grain markets this week. We have results from a Canadian Cattlemen's Association virtual town hall forum last evening. Real Agriculture talks about export cattle markets and a feature on research to expand cannabis for farming operations. Back in a moment. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by the Candiac Auction Mart. To consign your cattle, call them today at 424-2967. And Canadian Hail Agencies, providing you hail insurance for 25 years. Contact your broker today to see why Canadian hail adjusters are voted the best in the industry. Today's 620 CKRM Country Cookout winner is from Kyle, about 310 kilometers west of Regina and north of Swift Current. Charlene and Murray Hodgins farm 2,500 acres. Murray Hodgins says his seeding for 2020 has wrapped up. We got finished on Tuesday afternoon, so I think most guys are just about wrapping up around this part of the world. It's been pretty dry earlier on, and, and guys were able to get out in the field a little early. How's soil moisture? Uh, it was getting dry, but we had a good rain on Wednesday. We had uh, two big thunderstorms roll through, and we got uh, an inch and eight tenths here in our yard. And there was anywhere from half an inch to two inches in other places, so it's really good right now. Did you finish harvest this spring or last fall? No, we were fortunate enough to get done last fall, so we didn't have to, to worry about that. What are your main crops you're seeding this year? I seed durum, lentils, and canola. And is that any change from other years? Is that your usual rotation? That's my usual rotation, yes. What, if any, do you th- has COVID-19 impact had on the farm? Um, I don't know if it has a whole lot. Like, I know getting chemical and fertilizer, it's you just stay away from the people that are working there, and they load it up or deliver. And my son was able to stay home from school, so he's in grade 10, so he was a big help this spring. So that was one bonus, I guess. What are your thoughts on markets this spring as you uh, wrap up spring seeding? Uh, lentil prices are pretty decent. I know Durham has gone up some to what it was last fall and that, so I think it's looking pretty positive. How's pastures in your area? Um, it would have been, the grass was starting to, to go backwards a little bit, but this rain will really help things now, and, and with the grass and alfalfa, it'll really jump. Murray Hodgins farms about 310 kilometers west of Regina and north of Swift Current at Kyle. Charlene and Murray Hodgins are today's winner of a meal from Peg's Kitchen and other treats in the 620 CKRM Spring Country Cookout Contest. Back in a moment. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. 
This segment is brought to you by the Canadian Canola Growers Association, helping farmers succeed for over 35 years. Visit ccga.ca to learn more. There's a lot of volatility in the grain markets this week. Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial, Adam Picallo of Regina, says wheat gained about $0.07 a bushel, but canola was down about $7 a ton for the week. Well, Jim, to start off on the Minneapolis wheat front, uh, it's been quite uh, a volatile week, actually, with kind of on Wednesday it being a quite positive day, wheat increasing about 12 and a quarter cents. Uh, breaking some upward trend lines, so looking like uh, we could be going a little bit more positive. However, uh, we've started to turn back lower from there, so almost uh, giving up half of that. So Minneapolis wheat is still actually positive on the week by about uh, seven cents. Uh, and again, this is the time of year where that weather factor does really start to come in. There is planning on uh, hefty rains in the forecast for the the central plains for the next five days. And also with a jump in the U.S. dollar overnight and trade tensions in China, uh, the market on the wheat side does seem to be a little bit defensive. So that uh, will be something to definitely watch for as well. What about the canola market? On the canola front, canola actually was steadily inching its way higher here in the last uh, couple weeks. However, yesterday was actually a, a quite a significant move lower actually for the canola market down uh, over $5 a ton. So uh, it seems that uh, the momentum was starting to decrease on the futures and that has seemed to kind of led to some selling uh, with speculators taking profits on kind of recently acquired long positions and uh, kind of seeding conditions from what I talked to on canola across the prairies have been quite variable. The weather remains kind of relatively favorable in kind of most of Manitoba and Saskatchewan while precipitation in Alberta kind of has caused delays. Here in Saskatchewan actually they released their weekly crop report uh, pegging seeding progress at about 51% complete. This is actually behind last year's pace but still in line with the five-year average. So what did canola prices do? Where are they at right now? On the July canola futures, we are sitting at about 467 a ton, uh, which on the week, that leaves it lower by about $7 a ton or so. And that's where the trend is on canola now, maybe a little bit weaker from a technical standpoint. Uh, one thing that has actually supported the Canadian dollar here possibly in the short term, is the Canadian dollar has started to turn lower. Yesterday and today, we are now down almost a cent on the Canadian dollar, so that should support things somewhat. Uh, and the Canadian dollar now, again, is just trading between that range of about 70 uh, to 72 cents. So what's your outlook for grain markets next week and beyond? For next week, I believe it's going to be important to see the wheat market hold steady in some of these areas. Again, weather being a major factor. And on the canola front, the trend might be changing somewhat here. I did uh, issue an alert to clients to possibly look at selling some of their new crop, possibly even moving some of their old crop as well before this drop. And uh, it will definitely be something to monitor. Adam Picallo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial in Regina. Back in a moment. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on The Source, 620 CKRM. 
This is your Real Agriculture Update brought to you by the Mind Your Farm Business Podcast. Stay on top of farm management issues year-round at mindyourfarmbusiness.com. This is Sean Haney with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. Of course, to the Canadian cattle industry, exports are so important. We've had a lot of focus right now or lately during COVID-19 on the domestic market, domestic consumption, and and the price of beef at the grocery store. But the export market, also very, very critical to the industry's profitability. Joining us right now is Brenna Grant. She's the manager of Canfax Research Services with Canfax. Hey, Brenna, how's it going? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. Doing good. Okay. Uh, We have the StatsCan data January through March of this year. What is the data telling us uh, overall? Overall, um, year to date, we've seen first quarter beef volumes down 8%, um, but uh, value is also down 7% from last year. Um, And while being a wee bit softer, we have to remember that a lot of these international markets have also been impacted impacted by COVID-19. Um, and so various um, countries that we send to have experienced lockdowns, um, surging unemployment, and also loss of their restaurant demand. And each of these countries have been impacted in terms of different timing um, of when they were hit with COVID, uh, some um, before us in Asia, um, and some uh, at the same time as when Canada was impacted in March. Uh, but they've also experienced differences in terms of how their governments have responded to COVID-19. Yeah, you know, I, I just continue to think back to the first week of February down at the NCBA convention in Texas, and man, this is not what we thought was going to happen. Of course, that was kind of pre-COVID-19. It was just, you know, obviously it was, it was, it was in China, but we really didn't have a really good handle on, on it at that point in terms of what the impact could be. We've gone from 2020 being the year of protein to we're, we're down compared to, to last year. Any, any anecdotal evidence that April has turned around at all? Because as you mentioned, these countries like, you know, like China and Asia kind of went through COVID-19 prior to us where, you know, we were kind of getting going in March with the lockdowns. Did April, did we see a recovery at all? What have you heard? Yeah, so it's actually really mixed. Um, so in the first quarter, exports were up 11% to Japan. Um, they were up 60% to the European Union, and obviously that's on small volumes, uh, up 14% to the Middle East and North Africa, and up 4% to Mexico. And so we've got to remember, like, like you said, we came into the year um, with really high expectations. This was our um, second full year going into the CPTPP, um, and we've seen really strong de- demand out of Japan, um, which has been really positive, and we saw that continue in the first quarter. Uh, the other aspect is that um, even though exports in the first quarter were a wee bit softer going to South Korea, down about 11%, um, South Korea is actually one of the countries that um, has really handled COVID-19 well um, in terms of being able to flatten their curve. They've had um, a smaller impact on their uh domestic economy and so are expected to actually continue to see um, decent consumption and demand um, out of Korea. Interesting. The Japan number really 
that really piques my interest, the fact we're up in Japan, because you got to remember, as of January 1st of this year, the U.S. has the same market access into Japan now as well. So we, even the fact that we're going head-to-head with, with the U.S. into Japan, we're holding our own. That's absolutely true. Um, and the other aspect with Japan is uh, we do expect to see numbers to soften in April and May, just as we've seen a larger impact on their restaurant demands. Um, but we continue to see um, really good volumes going. The other aspect we need to remember um, as we think about April numbers is the disruptions to our production um, with those plant closures that we saw that reduced domestic production and are, are probably going to impact and see reduced exports. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Your Agra Weather Forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. Get ready for seeding with New Holland equipment from Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather... Partly cloudy today, 30% chance of showers late this afternoon and evening with risk of a thunderstorm. Wind south 20 becoming west 20 gusting to 40 this afternoon. The high today 24, the low 6. Saturday partly cloudy, wind northwest 20, the high 19, the low plus 5. Sunday sunny with a high 20, the low 6. Monday sunny, the high 24, the low 9. Tuesday partly cloudy, the high 24, the low 10. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high 21, the low 9. Thursday, partly cloudy, the high 20. Normals for this date, the normal high is 20 degrees, the normal low plus 5. The sun rose at 5.01 this morning. It sets at 8.49 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Estevan at 26. The cold spot, Collins Bay at 0. Estevan, as I said, 26. Saskatoon, 18. Swift Current, 14. Weyburn, 24. Yorkton is 23. In Regina with cloudy skies, it's 19, that's 66 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-northwest, gusting from 20 to 32. Humidity, 33%. Thermometer falling, 100.7. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, 19. Winds are from the west to 28. Once again, Regina, cloudy and 19, that's 66 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director, Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And Sask Municipal Hail Insurance. Farmers, get your spot loss hail insurance with SMHI online or connect with an agent. Storms are unpredictable. SMHI isn't. Weekly cattle slaughter totals in Western Canada are rising more quickly than originally anticipated. High numbers of COVID-19 cases among employees at Cargill in High River and JBS at Brooks sharply reduced meat processing last month. Now things are beginning, beginning to turn around following a two-week closure at High River. COVID-19 prevention measures such as additional barriers appear to be working with very few new positive cases of the virus being reported. The Canadian Cattlemen's Association held a virtual producer town hall meeting last night 
CCA Executive Vice President Dennis Laycraft says processing numbers in High River are rising. They're up to 3,200 head a day now. They're they're working their way up from that. I think they still remain optimistic that they're going to continue to get closer to full capacity as they move ahead. Uh, JBS has uh, brought in their second shift today. So they're going to start slowly. I think they're around 2,000 a day right now without the second shift, and it's going to phase in there. They're thinking, you know, probably five to 600 and then work their way up. So that all adds to uh, capacity and more competitive bidding again as we move forward. And you know, I think Harmony's sort of in the high 400s is the last we've, we've heard from them. Eastern Canadian processors are keeping up with demand and they've even started looking west for cattle. As a result, you're actually starting to see some cattle get pulled uh, from uh, Manitoba in particular into into Ontario and it has been reflected in the prices. You know, we've seen bids up to 265 out of the east and around 250 out of the west, which in some cases is close to 40 cents jump on where where some of the lows were. So that's uh, obviously very welcome. Laycraft says there are reports that U.S. packers are now operating at 75% capacity. Plants in the northwest U.S. have also been taking more cattle from western Canada. Early this week, an off-the-cuff remark from U.S. President Donald Trump created anxiety into Canadian beef producers. It brought back memories of previous trade restrictions like country of origin labeling. RCAF immediately encouraged Trump to pursue the idea. Laycraft says the Canadian Cattlemen's Association has reached out to those who support the current open market. During the question and answer session in the virtual town hall, the cattle set-aside was mentioned on a couple of occasions. There are ongoing discussions in each province, but the emphasis is on development of a program that provides the largest benefit. While the government funding through agri-recovery is in place in Alberta and Saskatchewan, there is no firm timetable on when set-aside program details will be announced. The big news this week is a spike in the fed cattle market. Rick Wright from Manitoba is the executive administrator of the Livestock Markets Association of Canada. By Wednesday, the West was bidding $2.50 uh, delivered. The East was up to two sixty-five. Now, in one week, we saw the East jump their bids by $0.33 cents per pound dressed on the rail. And, of course, everybody was asking uh, with the $0.40 cent jump in the West why this was happening, how long was it going to last, and, and what happened to the 130 to 150,000 cattle that were supposed to be backlogged into the system. Now really the only one that can answer that question truthfully is the packers, but the opinion on the street is that we hit a gap in the supply between the fed yearlings and the heavy fed calves. The yearlings have pretty much ran out of the inventory and the packers were reaching out to find those long fed cattle that have superior grade and yield. And the bulk of the calves were put on feed last fall are probably 45 to 60 days away from being market ready. It doesn't appear the jump in fed cattle prices will be long-lasting. Canfax reported last week on Brian's report that we had 100,000 more cattle on feed in January than the previous year. Now, we've not had a large number of exports of feeder cattle to the U.S. in the first quarter, so we can expect um, a large volume of fed cattle to be available in July and onward. You know, the backlog hasn't gone away. As a matter of fact, probably the tidal wave of deliveries is on the horizon. Packers on both sides of the border, you know, as they get back to normal harvest numbers, you know, the supply that they offer to the retailers and wholesalers will uh, grow and it might be harder for the box beef prices to hold the close to the current levels. You know, if they drop off, you can probably expect the rail grade and live prices to follow suit. 
Wright says the cow market was steady on the week. Rick Wright is the executive administrator of the Livestock Markets Association of Canada. He was a speaker last night during a virtual town hall organized by the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And by YAC Auctions, the first name you should think of in the auction business. Call 782-5999. Scientists from around the world are working to map the cannabis genome to unlock the full potential of marijuana for agriculture and human health. That is according to a just-published international study led by researchers at the University of Saskatchewan. Tim Charbel is a plant scientist in the College of Agriculture and Bioresources at the U of S and is the lead author of the report. He says molecular markers are needed for proper plant breeding. He says there are many claims about the benefits of cannabis. And so we know that um, when you think about um, effects of any treatment on human beings uh, when you're using medicinal plants, it's uh, very often a combination effect. It's not only presence and absence of certain compounds, but it's the relative ratios of those compounds in the plant tissues and so on. So what, I'm, what we did with this paper simply was to take all of the information that was out there at the time, and there is more information coming, but um, essentially is to knit it all together and say, okay, here, industry, this is where we're at. And where we're at is, is, is not solid enough, essentially, right? And, and so, um, and we show that very clearly in, in the paper. And so the, the, it, was, it was more of a strategic paper to say, okay, this is where we are in this point of time. This is where we need to make improvements. And improvements uh, would be, for example, completing the genomes um, so we could fully um, utilize and exploit them um, to our advantages um, for, for various uses, right? So it's not only the medicinal applications of cannabis and the recreational applications of cannabis, but it's also the close relatives. So hemp, you know, it's a fiber crop and so it can replace plastic and so on, um, and hops. And hops has, of course, um, many, many different uh, historic uses, and it's a very important plant. The researchers found that less than 50% of the cannabis genome is accurately mapped, with about 10% of the genome missing and another 10 to 25% unmapped. Charbel says having that data is crucial for setting up a core collection of genotypes which can be used to study various cannabis traits. Plant scientist Charbel was asked if there is sound scientific evidence that marijuana can provide health benefits. Well, there's a lot of evidence out there, right? But but the problem is it hasn't been kind of networked properly, right? And and, and so, uh, um, you know, a lot of it, there's this kind of inklings of something happening, right? But but then you kind of have to make the studies larger to, to really, you know, put a hammer, you know, to, to really nail nail uh, or hammer the nail in, you know, to, to kind of like really. So, so you know, yes, uh, without a doubt, there are benefits, right? But, but, um, but when you say there's a benefit, once again, a benefit from what? Right, and and everyone of course is focused on CBD, right? Is one benefit, and I'm not criticizing that and saying there's no benefit from it or no effect, right? But then if you add CBD, CBD, and you know 15 other terpenes at different varying concentrations, maybe that has another effect, right? Or, or and, and so on, and and so that's that's really the importance of that. Or, or there, you know, once again, I'm hoping that I'm accentuating the importance of of knowledge of, of, of the genetics and the genomics behind these things. That that's important, right? There are literally hundreds of different strains of marijuana. Charbel says a core set of varieties need to be studied. He says medicinal plants are important, and he wants to add analytical information to avoid the stigma of the use of cannabis. 
Charbel says they also believe cannabis can reduce or replace the use of opioids. And what's becoming more and more clear, Liz, is that, you know, what's created for one group doesn't work on another group, right? And so, and so, um, so yes, it will treat things, but once again, but taking into consideration the variability of the genetics and biochemistry of the plant, as well as um, taking into consideration the genetics of the human being population, um, which is being tested, or the age group and so on, right? So, so that's why. And so having that resolution enables you to draw the statistical correlation. Tim Charbel is a plant scientist in the College of Agriculture and Bioresources at the University of Saskatchewan. The cannabis research was partially funded by the Kanata Earth Cannabis Company. Back in a moment. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola rose 40 cents at 435.18. Oats gained $5 at 258.84. Number one red spring wheat dropped to dollar 44 at 223.03. The rest were unchanged. Durham 266.39. Feed barley 188.71. Flax 629.79. Lentils 638.50. Yellow peas, $285.89, and feed wheat, $182.70. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July spring wheat fell two and three quarter cents at five fifteen and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Now the latest livestock quotations. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. Light round of cattle in here. After the holiday weekend, sales on Tuesdays for the summer here now will be receiving on Mondays from 1 till 7. This cow market, it looked a little stronger this week. Cargill was back on the market. These good cows, 76 to 83, sales to 86. Medium cows from 65 to 75. The bulls, they looked a little softer, a dollar ten to a dollar twenty-two, sales to 126. And just a reminder again, Tuesdays for the summer months for our regular sales. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have a great afternoon. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold six thousand hogs Thursday, selling in a range of one sixty-eight to two hundred dollars per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,500 head, selling in a range of 168 to $200 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, May 23rd are Ole West, 186, Maple Leaf, 175.39, Hams Cash, 173.39, Thunder Creek Brickle, 179.73, High Life, 171.65, and High Life adjusted $203.61 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. 
The Saskatchewan government has launched the federal program for the abandonment and reclamation of inactive oil and gas wells. It's part of a program to get people back to work due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The program will access up to $400 million over two years and prioritize Saskatchewan-based service companies and support some 2,100 jobs. Up to 8,000 inactive wells and facilities will be abandoned and reclaimed over the life of the program. Saskatchewan agricultural exports recorded a significant bump during the first quarter of 2020, most of which was prior to the COVID-19 economic downturn. Pulse Crop saw the largest increase with total sales of $702 million, or 45% higher than the January to March 2019 period. India has been buying more lentils in spite of continuing domestic tariffs. Canola seed exports also rose due to increased crush demand from the European Union and United Arab Emirates. Saskatchewan exported nearly $856 million of canola seed during the first three months of this year, an increase of 32%. The numbers were a little less impressive for canola oil, but it recorded a 13% jump in exports to $450 million. Exports of farm machinery jumped 19% and oats rose 16%. A lower value Canadian dollar was another reason for the rise in Saskatchewan agricultural exports. On the markets, the TSX rose 14 points at 14,899. The Dow fell 96 points at 24,378. Oil fell 78 cents at 33.14 a barrel. And the Canadian dollar dropped 28 one-hundredths of a cent at 71.37 cents U.S. That's the resource report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at 1.45 this afternoon and an Agri-News report at 3.45 p.m. Monday morning, there's another Agri-News report at 6.45 a.m. That's Saskatchewan. Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good